Hey listeners, welcome back to the financial planning sessions with Dr. J. Now, if you haven't heard the previous three, I would encourage you to pause right now and go back and listen to those episodes first. I have included them in the show notes of this episode to make them easy to find. For those who are all caught up, here's what you can expect to hear in this episode. So we talk again about disability insurance, which we've touched on before, but Dr. J goes a little more in depth with us about different plans and some really technical stuff around that, which was really interesting to learn. We also revisit and kind of debrief on how February budgeting went, which, uh, spoiler alert, was not great. It happened to be my birthday month, and as Grant and I are still learning to budget, you know, we definitely let ourselves splurge a little bit. But we're really grateful to Dr. J for continuing this process with us. We're learning so much, and dare I say, we are even getting excited about learning to budget better, and each month feels kind of exciting to try and hit our targets, which we've consistently failed at up to this point. So we're just like super thankful to Dr. J. He's been teaching us so much. We are learning a lot in this process. And I hope that you are all taking something away from it too. So without further ado, here's our fourth session with Dr. J. Enjoy. Um, so I've got a couple of things on my list, but I want to make sure to get to your list. So what do you two want to make sure we talk about today? I don't know. I know we, um, uh, thank you, by the way, for looking at those benefits. So, quick. Oh, yeah. And, and there's a couple of things I want to discuss there. So you understand. I sent you a quick email, but there's, yeah. Yeah. there's some detail there. So we'll, that's on my list. Okay. Cool. I think that was the biggest thing on my list, maybe our list collectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what I've got, I've got some things with the benefits. Um, checking back on budgeting because we're getting some things there. We had some goals and then I have some homework around taxes and stuff like that just because it's oh, tax season. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> not that you want to talk about taxes and budgets, but not yeah. really, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody explained to me that most of my means are just like forced adulting, you know, it's like, <laughs> awesome. it has nothing to do with age. It's just the things we have to do. It's a good description. Yeah. All right. So, you sent me the open enrollment packet. The only thing that was there was healthcare. Was there any other benefits? That's no, it. That was all that is part of this. I don't know if it's just healthcare for this period or yeah, but that's that's the only thing I've gotten from HR related to benefits in general. So okay. usually helps. they do all the benefits at once. So that's why I'm kind of checking mm-hmm. that out. Yeah. No, nothing that I've received anyway. Everything was in that package. Okay. And the other one to keep in mind, this is kind of a weird timing. So when did those benefits start? Do they have it in that form? Let me see if I have it here. Remember, that's a good question. Hey, I'll pull it up here too. Yeah, I'm just trying to pull it as we're talking. So usually like the benefits start, uh, the new benefits start March 1st. Usually they do them in October and they start January 1st. So that's why. So here's the important one for that for you, Grant. So that means all of your deductibles, everything else are going to run from March 1st to end of February. Okay. So it's not on a calendar year. There's kind of a, a game, let's call it that, in healthcare that like when you hit your deductibles and all of out of pocket, everything else is free after that. So it's free until that new year starts. So sure. your year is March through last day of February. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So a couple of things. I said, hey, 
it's one of those weird cases where Anna's best being on her own. And it's because companies really don't want partners on healthcare. And what happened is kind of weird. They had, they'll cover either the, the expensive plan or the kind of expensive plan for free for the employee. But then the spouse was a gajillion dollars. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I looked at him side by side and Anna, we probably should up yours to a silver plan. You're on bronze now. You know, I kind of like a little more protection, but that's okay. But because you're self-employed, you get to write off that healthcare cost. And it was still less than what they were charging. Grant Stephen was like, I'm assuming we're putting Anna on there. I'm like, that was my assumption too, until I read through it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I remember going through it when I first got hired and thinking like, yeah, that it was wild. And then I signed myself up for it and decided it was cheaper for Anna to be on her own. On her own. I kind of second guessed that all year, but it sounds like that was the way to go, I guess. Yeah. So here's the rule I want you to follow. Every year this comes out, you got to do this question again. So the other one that happens is like the shared deductibles sometimes are a better benefit to do together, sure. but they've, they've like skewed the entire plan. I sent you the numbers. Like you could have as many kids as you want on there for like 300 bucks a month, but the partner is like seven. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And I don't know. Have you followed the stuff the new Legacy Institute is doing? The benefits a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the type of issue they're trying to work on, which is like, all right, it's pronatal spice. All the kids get it, but then right. the spouse, not so much. Yeah. So, just be aware of that. That you know, it was just kind of a little hot. So that was that. I'm coming back to your benefits in a second, but I want to finish with Anna. So Anna, you have a high deductible healthcare plan, so we'll actually be able to do an HSA, a health savings account. Okay. Little kind of education on this one. There's both a, what's called an FSA, a flexible spending account, and HSA, which is a health spending account. Flexible spending account, FSA, you have to spend it each year and it's gone. HSA, you can keep it forever. So the way HSA works is you actually get a tax break when you put money in, you get a tax break, you can invest it and it grows without taxes. As long as you take it out for healthcare, it comes tax-free too. So we call it triple tax benefit. It's only $3,850 this year, but it's actually a better benefit than putting it in like a retirement plan because you get all three tax benefits. Mm. You get a discount, grows tax-free and comes out tax-free. Now the, the trick to it is, it only comes out tax-free for medical issues. But right now, the IRS guidelines, and, and this might change, but just go with me, says you can reimburse yourself in future years. So you keep track of your expenses in 2023. I had to think about what year we're in. 2023. <laughs> and then you could be like, oh, you know, it's 2025. Let me reimburse myself at that point. You don't have to take it on that year. Oh, okay. You can also just keep it till retirement. And, you know, most people are going to have, you know, long-term care or other medical issues at retirement anyway. So it's a great right. thing. So we're going to end up setting you up with an HSA that you can invest before we set up like a solo 401k or IRAs for you. Okay, cool. And then, so Anna, you'll have a new open enrollment end of the year. That's when we would up your plan a little bit. Okay. Um, so the bronze plan is kind of like the lowest to just like check the box to say you have healthcare. Yeah. But the question I always get to is, do you feel lucky? Kind of like- are you not going to use this all for the year or not? Right. Okay. Are, what do you think, Anna? Are you a lucky person? Yeah. As soon as I say I'm lucky, I won't be lucky. No. But so far, <laughs> health-wise at least, yeah, you've been really... Yeah, except for when I break my jaw and do things like that. Right. For your ankle. So, it's very rare. I'll have somebody like young, like, yep, I'm lucky. I never have any... I'm like, knock on wood. Okay, let's not jinx ourselves. But all right, fine. We can take some chances. Yeah. Um, 
as you get a little bit older, it's kind of like, mm, we need the better healthcare in case. The other one to keep in mind, Grant, your, your coverage is, is great for an individual. So whatever you need, just get it done. So he's lucky, you know, <laughs> Anna will have a little extra. But the math of it was just like, I, I, I reworked the numbers like a couple of times. Like, huh, they are really working hard. And Grant, the other one, the final one that if you have kids and a spouse, the spouse amount goes up, which I don't know how that happened, but you know, wow. interesting. It was like a thousand dollars a month for a spouse with kid, uh, fifteen hundred bucks with kids, but like the kids were like three hundred dollars of it. The spouse goes up to a thousand and change, and I'm like, wow. So it's not uncommon to see them like trying not to have spouses, but sure, that's what it is. So questions on the healthcare before we go any further. So mine. Don't worry about till end of year. That's when I make the change to put it to silver. Yeah, we don't have a reason to change it right now. So yeah. you need either a life event or the open window. Got it. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. And you file the forms for that grant, right? You checked, you, you sent that all in. Yeah. I think my only action was no action. So I'm, I should be in good shape. Just double checking, you know, like <laughs> want to make sure we didn't miss something somewhere. No, no, I think I'm all set. All right. So the other one on benefits I was looking for was any disability insurance. And there's nothing. Yeah. At least I didn't see any. You got nothing in the company. No, nothing that I, and I think I reached out and asked, and I think they said, no, we don't have anything. We did actually go and visit like our local insurance provider. We have our house insurance and car insurance through and had them kind of walk us through what that would take and and what it would mean to to do that from them. They were actually working on preparing a lot of documents that maybe once we have all those collected, maybe we could share those with you if you're willing to look. Mm -hmm because it made sense as we were talking through it. And also we know they're trying to sell a product. And so, um, yeah, we'd love a more educated set of eyes on it. Yeah. So you two, I want to get like a disability policy in place like tomorrow. I'll send you a link of a place I use that, that does a simple online quote so we can at least get that. I don't sell any insurance. So when I'm referring to something, I'm just like, these are people we can get a quote from. And I'll take a look. And you are correct. They're going to try to sell you stuff like life insurance and other things that aren't the priority. The disability, we got to get something that's you know, at least covering two-thirds of your salary, if not 7%. So give me a little idea of kind of what do you do for a living, Grant? Kind of how, what's the field or how that works? Yeah. So I'm a consultant, I guess, would be the best way to describe it for businesses. So, so that means you don't have a job and you just say you're a consultant or that that's the classic consultant, right? No. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, what, uh, what, what type of field like tech or sales or what are we doing? Yeah. Technology. Yeah. So the field you are in determines the disability quote. Okay. So that's one of those like, and by the way, I don't have a chart on it. Like I had somebody who's actually a music teacher and they're like, yeah, that's a dangerous job. And I'm like, <laughs> how? Like, um, but what it is, is like, they're like, on the low end of danger or like, CPAs, you know, and then all they're doing is pushing numbers all day on a computer. And on the high end is, you know, like I'm hanging off a, I don't know, high wire act or something. Sure. Like there's a, like a whole thing. And the, there's like this, all this coding and they're like, yeah, well, this, you know, jumps up because of this. There's nothing we can do about it. So we just kept on to like explain yeah. what your job is, the risks, and then make sure we get the coverage. Where I'm going with this is reality check is you two, if Grant couldn't work, we'd be rough time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so so that's why we have to get the disability assurance outside there's kind of like no other choice bonuses you pay for it 
then you don't pay tax on it when it comes out. So okay. it's one of the few times you can actually get your income for no tax, you know, with no taxes. Mm. Okay. I'm not saying you want to be disabled, but <laughs> correct. Um, the other one that you're going to find. So did you start filling out their paperwork for that? Yeah, I think we might have a little bit more to fill out, but um, they gave us the broad strokes, I guess. We gave them okay. enough of that. So, Anna, in your notes, because I saw your note taken, let me just, I'm just grabbing your file here. I'm just looking at some numbers. So let me ask you this question. Can you two make it without grants income for three months? I think with what we have in savings, we could right now. Yeah. I, I mean, that's my gut. Um, so... What you can do is what's called a 90-day elimination period. It's for long-term disability. So it's like first 90 days, like you start the clock, but get nothing. And then it can kick in. There's also maybe an option for a 120-day elimination period. So then the question is, can you go four months without grant salary or do you start losing your mind? Yeah. What do you think? But I bet we could. I think we could. We'd have to cancel some vacation plans. (laughs) (laughs) Well, frankly, if you were disabled, you'd be canceling the, <laughs> right. the, the plans anyway. Yep. I mean, let's be real on that. Like, nope, Anna's going on her own. And <laughs> um, Yeah, I think we could do 120 days too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are the two options. So we'll put those two in there. The other options they're going to give you is like, well, do you want this till you're 65, which would be, you know, Social Security? Do you want it to 70? Do you want it for life? For most people, it's going to be 65 or 70 are kind of the good options there's usually like a math equation in there and they'll, they'll sometimes give you a chart where you can like check off ones at some point it gets stupid expensive. And then we have to like, okay, let me go back. Cause those last few years, depending on how they set it up, if there's a cost of living adjustment, your amount's going to go up for the next 40 years. And they're like, Oh, now we're broke. You know, remember their math is so they don't have to pay. you. Yeah. So just watch out for that. 65 will probably be okay for you. Um, the other one to look at, is is what's called own occupation versus any occupation. So let me ask you this, Grant. Um, Is your job specialized enough that that's the only thing you can do like this for your training? Or could you do a lot of other jobs? Um, I would like to think I could do a lot of different jobs, but I would say my job right now is pretty specialized. So a classic example of this is like a surgeon. They trained forever, so they can do surgery. Well, if they have a skiing accident and their right hand is no longer good enough to do surgery, well, they can still teach, but they can't do surgery. So they're like, their income is shot for the rest of life. Yeah. So the way it works is this is a game. If you say own occupation, you have to be able to do the same thing. You know, I've worked with lawyers and other things, you know, like where you got training in a certain area. The any occupation game says, well, if you could work as the greeter at Walmart or you can work at you know, McDonald's, we're not going to give you disability money. Mm -hmm. And those are two completely different policies. Mm -hmm. Uh, The own occupation tends to be a little more expensive, but it protects it. You know, so my, my disability is for own occupation for financial planner. There are other things I could do if I was disabled, but my income won't be the same. Right. Right. Yeah. That's good to know. Which way do you think you should go? I feel like my, um, yeah, it's hard for me to think of like a disability I would have that would prevent me from doing this and allow me to do something else since it is so minimal right now. But do you have to do physical activity for the job? No, although I will say I do sometimes have to travel and that would be mm-hmm. an impediment 
to that for sure. Yep. So, so if you had a broken leg, you know, you went skiing and you know, your leg was broken in a gajillion places, heaven forbid. And we do that for two years. Mm-hmm. Chances are they're going to go, mm, you can't do your full job. Yeah. You know, yeah. while you might still be able to work at a call center somewhere virtually, mm-hmm. that's the own occupation versus yeah, it's what you are trained to do or what your skills are in. It does feel like when you described it earlier in your situation, I did think own occupation, I guess, gives like my current income the most protection. I don't know if that way of phrasing it makes sense, but. Yes and no. I mean, we're going to get the insurance based on your income anyway. Okay. Uh, it's more of a question of, can you do other work? So a great example, you know, I had somebody I worked with who was a, a lawyer who had a stroke. Well, now, I mean, if you have any mental issues whatsoever, that's lawyering is not going to be great, mm-hmm. but there are probably other jobs they could do. Yeah. If it's own occupation, he can just focus on his recovery. If it's any occupation, they're like, hey, start driving for Uber. Mm-hmm. That's the balancing act. Um, I usually go own occupation unless there's another reason, you know, mm-hmm. no reason just to go with it out. It's just more expensive. That's all it is. Yeah. So, and then the other one to think about, are you part of any like national organizations for whatever you do? No, I remember you asked about this and I did, I think I even checked into it after we had a conversation. I couldn't find anything. So, all right, I'm trying, I'm trying any. (laughs) So in your homework, I'm going to put before we meet next, I'm going to send you the one I got and you get one you got local. So you're going to get two quotes for disability. So we can actually look at real numbers. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, I just don't want that one to like drag along. Yeah. Because the worst thing is, you know, we're, we're in the process of doing this and, you know, you start building that house you want to build and, you know, you put a nail through your hand, you know. Yeah, sure. We can get this stuff pulled together. Yeah. And then, Anna, once you get about two years of income on your business going at a decent level, we can do disability for you also. But you need okay. a, a good track record to get there. But like Anna is a great example. Like there are coaching organizations that have national plans that might work better for you. Okay, cool. So, and by the way, just to be technical, um, we are looking at long-term disability, not short-term. That was with the 90 or 120 days. The um, the insurance agency might try to sell you both. We just went through it and said, you'd be fine for without short-term. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Got it. Anna, any questions on that? Because I like, I asked Grant if you had questions, but I forgot. I didn't check with you. Nope. I'm good. And you'll have to be on Grant to make sure he actually gets all that paperwork done. <laughs> <laughs> who's the Who's the one that... that doesn't fill the paperwork. It's it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it, but yeah, it's definitely me. So let's see. We are here February twenty seventh. So Anna, I want you to let me see what's the calendar. So we're gonna do a week and a half or so for him to fill the paperwork. So by March eleventh, that's my birthday. You got to do it by then. <laughs> Happy birthday! Yeah, here's our. My whole point is I just picked a date randomly, but I want you know, to have something to hold you. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's one of those, like, I get people like months later, and like, I meant to do that. And I'm like, that didn't get you anything. All right. So my next thing in your homework was working on budgets, budget meetings, all that. How's it going? It could be better. It could be better. We did maybe have like one budget meeting last month. Had like a really intentional one. And then we've had some really ad hoc ones. Like yeah. after we realize, oh, we missed our Sunday night and it's Monday Tuesday, night or Monday night and it's <laughs> Wednesday. Let's talk about budget stuff. Yeah. But um, I think we need to be better. And um, I'll leave it there. 
Okay, so the first thing we're going to do is put an alert in our phone for Monday at 7 o'clock saying, did you have your budget meeting? Like 10 that, that way, and put it on both your phones. That way it's like, oh, yeah, it's Monday. And how'd your budget for February go? Did we hit the budget, miss it? Where'd we end up? Well, we missed it. <laughs> so you two keep looking at each other like you're going to hide stuff from me or something. I'm like, I'm not here judging. I'm just asking the question. Like, I'm not, I don't have a scorecard. Like, uh-oh. Oh, we missed it. Yeah, we did miss it. I think we realized that we are spending more on food than we thought. Mm-hmm. I think that's been one of the biggest issues. Yeah. I also I think, think so. we ate out more last month or this still February this month. That yeah, one up. more day. <laughs> you can't yeah. fix it last day though. Yeah, we're not eating at all tomorrow. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about that too. So um, yeah. Yeah, and I was hopeful coming into February because I was like, oh, it's a short month. This will right. be a piece of cake. Yeah. It wasn't. Okay, it's also so give me an idea. How much did we spend on eating out in February? Ooh, well, I think we budgeted 500 and I bet we spent like... I thought our eating out budget was 200 Am I? Oh, our eating out budget. Yeah. I meant our... Uh, I'm going to grab it and we'll look. Because what we're going to do is we're going to update it for March and see if we like missed things completely. So we had dining out 200 and it sounds like it was like 2000 instead. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad, but um, I don't know, 300. It might've been 300. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So a couple of things. One, this 400 we were trying to put to travel. Did you have the extra money for the month that we can put that away? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, well, spent it? <laughs> so this is where I'm going with it. By the way, Perfectly okay. If you decide you want to spend your travel money on dining out, that's okay. Is that what you want? No. Is that what you no. want? Yeah, I think you're right. Yes, you're right. That when we put them side by side and have to make a decision. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. See, what's happening is you're like looking at me like I'm the principal and like going to get you in trouble. Yeah. No, it's real simple. You chose to spend money that you want towards a goal on, you know, DoorDash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it might be the wrong goal or we're, we're messed up in the budget. What do you think it is? I think our dining out budget is the right intention. And I think there were like some, well, like you said, it was your birthday month, but also, yeah, there it was like, sometimes it was like work was a pain and I was like, I can't cook. Well, I have no control when it comes to <laughs> eating out. Uh, I do think that when you had a really stressful couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And so, though I did cook. Yes, you did. But we did maybe eat out a little bit more because some nights neither of us wanted to cook. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a lot like me and my wife. There are days where it's just like, I I happen to do the cooking, but it's like, no, I just don't feel like it. (laughs) Like, and we are stress eating, Um, you know, (laughs) instead of retail therapy, we're doing dying out for it. That's okay. I mean, but we have to choose which behavior we want to continue. Yeah. Right. The reality check is next month is not going to be less stressful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It might not be Anna's birthday. I didn't know it was your birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks. Uh, what day? The 10th. The 10th. All right. So that was that. That's an excuse for a hundred bucks, but you already had $200 budget. So. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. If we think about your, you know, we could excuse an extra hundred dollars for that. Maybe we're not that far off, but 
Oh no, no, that hundred dollars is supposed to come out of this two hundred. we did a budget for february and if you had said to me hey we need to do 300 because it's a birthday month we would have done that like grant did you forget that her birthday was coming up because i mean if you did that (laughs) you might get in trouble never no but yeah that is good to yeah when we set that budget i think we thought of it like oh here's our static budget it's going to be the same every month. but i think the reality is it's not yeah, that's true. I've been thinking of it as static. Yep. By the way, first month of budgeting always is not perfect. It's just <laughs> uh, it's just a matter of what what messed up and what we forgot, and that's all. And I say we because I could have messed stuff up too. So I'm gonna put as your homework little thing. We're gonna work on your March budget, but I want you to look back at February on what you actually mm-hmm. spent. Yeah. And I apologize when this when I can hear the screams from here, because people go, oh well, I didn't spend that much on dining out, and then they actually run the numbers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like, uh, so let me stop sharing for one second. I just want to check one thing. So we've got your accounts set up in Right Capital. Mm-hmm. So in Right Capital, there'll be another tab here that says um, categories or whatever. You can actually categorize your spending. So it is saying, without uh, doing any categorization, it's got a bunch of miscellaneous, but it says you spend at least 250 bucks in dining out and 400 bucks in shopping. And then the travel is probably stuff you spent for the future, or is that for this month? Yeah, the future. Okay. And some of this miscellaneous is going to be dining out because it just doesn't categorize them all. Perfect. Sure. So- what you can do is you can go into right capital and you can actually categorize them. And then month over month, we can look at this. Okay. Uh, right now it's not great data, but we can look at, for example, you're dining out month by month and it'll just get better data as we start building it in here. Cause it, it kind of learns. It's like, Oh, that's a restaurant that you're putting, you know, it, it starts picking that out. So it's saying it's $250 in dining out. So it's probably about 400 bucks because it's not all classified, classified appropriately. Yeah, we'll go through that and just make sure everything's classified. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this, though, is only doing an accounting for the previous month. It's always looking backwards. Mm-hmm. And you're going to freak out when you look at the real number. <laughs> <laughs> so are we going to be able to put any of money towards travel this month? We got anything left over? No. You're no. Saying, <laughs> <I guess I'm laughs> all right. So in... I am not judging you. It's just a reality check. You said February, we don't care about traveling. We spent money on travel, but we didn't put any money towards it. Right. So that's kind of, you know, this is the difference in budgeting and just doing what you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you thinking? We need to track ourselves better. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Because I think if we look at the numbers more frequently, instead of anecdotally, we've kind of been like, oh yeah, we were over on groceries this week or. We were, I don't think we were under necessarily in anything, but yeah, it'd be good to like set expectations for the rest of the month. If early in the month, we can get a sense of where we're at. So that's why we do the weekly check-ins. So we would have known, so we not only had birthday, that's right. And has birthday and Valentine's were always like right near each other. So you have to dip for the gifts. Um, So we got some expenses there that'll add up, but then we would have known, okay, the last two weeks of February, we already run out. So yeah, that's why the weekly is so important. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because like looking back 
over the budget that we've set with you. It's like, yeah, these, I think the numbers that we've sort of picked for targets feel really aligned with what we want to be doing. So it's Mm -hmm. just a matter of checking ourselves and making sure we're Mm -hmm. spending accordingly. Yeah. Okay. Which one of you is a spender? Both. Both, maybe. Mm, am I worse? I might be worse. I think I have less self-control. We just have different things we spend <laughs> money on, I think. All right, Anna, what are you spending money on? Um, Food. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we're pretty similar. <laughs> Grant, um, how about you? Yeah, I think food also. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or gifts and cards for other people. So we had some money aside for gifts. Yes. Did, are we going to be able to put away some money for home and auto repairs, or we spent that too? Hmm. We didn't put money aside for that, so we spent that too. <laughs> Just calling it out. Yep. Okay. So what that really means is we spend about $1,400 on stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I use the word stuff because it's not your goals. And so $1,400... If I really ask kind of what did you spend it on the month? I don't know. Kind of we ate, we did this, we, you know, it's stuff. Yeah. So we got about $1,400 that we can swing if we get our arms around this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to read your faces. What are you thinking, Anna? I mean, like, it's kind of crazy to hear $1,400 that we can swing if we stay on top of things. That's mm-hmm. that's like. That's a lot. Of that's money. a lot. That's. Am, is my math wrong? Did I like. No, no, but just to hear it back to us, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the scarier part of that, it's about like sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the thing is this weekend we went through closets and just were like clearing out stuff, you know, like we're we're not mm-hmm. attached to stuff. Right. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. By the way, I I not even judging, you know, it could be stuff buying food and whatever, whatever it is. And then you realize, where did my money go? Yeah. I mean, $14,000 is $15,000 a year, something like that. That's huge. That's some big traveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're also supposed to be saving so Grant could build this house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Grant, would you rather spend $15,000 a year on stuff or put $15,000 towards the new house you're going to build? Yeah, the house for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. This is why I mentioned goals. Goals have to be big enough to get you to stop spending money on other stuff. Mm-hmm. So we haven't worked on this last tab of bones. Is there anything we need to add to this list of like, <laughs> you know, we just need to stop going to this place. We need to stop buying from this. Or Are there certain places that are dangerous or certain apps or whatever? Yeah. At the beginning of February... Or was it January? Umami cart? Yeah. I'll <laughs> be thinking the same thing. <laughs> this, um, yeah. Um, yeah. I think we put in two orders. Yeah. A food store, online food store. That did become dangerous, especially our second time, because the first time was so much fun. Yeah. I think we should put that in here, maybe. Yeah. Non-soba umami cart. We should add that to this list. And I We're going to stay away from the cart. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> By the way, I'm with you. If if that's a priority, we can put it, we can build it in a budget a certain amount. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we could do, and I've worked with people, else, 
is March 1st, you put $200 on a debit card for dining out, prepaid debit card. So you get one from like Walmart. And then when that runs out, Mm. ramen noodles it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I really don't care if your grocery number goes up, as long as like real groceries, not like, you know, I went to the grocery store and bought food to it was prepared to bring home because that's essentially dining out. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've had some people like hide their dining out from themselves because they're <laughs> like, well, you know, I bought it at such and such store. I'm like, did you go there just for dinner? Yes. Was it just the dinner you bought? Yeah. That you dined out. You just called it that store. You're making <laughs> faces because you know what I'm talking about. Like I can see, yeah. but the hardcore ways. Okay, cool. We got 200 bucks. You can do this cash or whatever or debit card. And then when it runs out, on Friday, you're like, all right, we're done. So what you learn is either to spend, like we can spend more money at one or two times, or we can go to cheaper places across the month. Yeah. Kind of like the idea of having like a stash of $200 in cash that we can see dwindling over the course of a month. And we only spend it on dining out. I don't know how you feel about that. Sure. So by the way, if you want to get technical, it's called the envelope method or the new world, they call it cash stuffing. It's the idea you just put cash in an envelope and just that's what you spend. And that's it. Uh, by the way, you're going to hate me about like about around my birthday because you'll have run out. <laughs> <laughs> it just runs out that fast. Yeah. 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 Me and my wife have worked hard at this and we know the places that are cheaper. And, you know, we can go out to eat X amount of times like to sit down. But like, you know, picking up is a little cheaper. Or something. You know, I moved to Mississippi and we don't. There's not great pizza places here, but at least that's what we used to do in the Northeast was pizza was pretty cheap, but good. You can pick up a pizza frequently or you can go out to eat. You know, the sushi place was really expensive. So, yeah. So for March, your income will be about the same the month or because you get paid twice a month. So it shouldn't change. Correct. Mm -hmm. Any bonuses or anything coming? No. Okay. Um... So yours will stay very similar month over month. Rent's not changing. Groceries, do we need to up this up this per month? I think we did find that we actually need like $600 for groceries. Okay. No problem. And the utilities and gas for the car, anything crazy? Going anywhere? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, we could probably up gas to like 100 Well, is that realistic or, or are we just upping it to up it? No. Remember, we're, we're going to be stealing from your dining out budget. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, <clears throat> we're going to the Twin Cities at the end of the month. Yeah. Does that count as travel, though? Bonus. Well, we didn't put money in travel either, so like we can put it in either. We can take it in either category. All right, well, up to 100 from for March. Did you two end up paying off the credit cards, the student, the solar, or what did you know? Yes. Cool. Did it feel good? Yeah. Yeah, it did. And it's cool that we don't see that just go every month. Yep. So we'll double. So this is gone. Uh, student loans we're not back to yet so that's no big deal there all right so all of our internet and ifit and anything we missed on that i don't think so and two go can make it on 50 bucks a month mm-hmm. yes okay so one of the things i want i want to know and i'm just going to highlight this by the way this document i already shared with you but i'll share with you again later just in case so what we want to be doing is working towards putting money aside for the future. That's what the travel fund is. That's what the home repair gifts, all that. Cause like Anna, you had talked about um, some gifts or things. We want to be putting this away every month. That way when we have big months, we just pull out of that. Okay. Yeah. Right? So it's not saying, Hey, I'm going to spend 200 bucks my, this month on my, uh, on my auto. 
or my house. It's just so put it aside in case we need it. Gotcha. So we didn't. So what's happening? By the way, these are like these three are kind of like the let's plan ahead things that people are like, well, you know, I'll deal with it when it gets there. And then like the hot water heater blows and it's two grand. And they're like, well, where's that coming from? You know, it just mm-hmm. or gifts. Christmas happens same time every time of year, whatever. We just build it in. What's going to happen is you need to get in the habit of putting that money aside. All right. So we've got some extra income. So we shouldn't have an issue. We, we're trying to put money towards your emergency fund. So we have 700. By the way, your remaining income for this, for February went to the travel. But one of the things I want you to see is you actually should be able to, let me see here. If I just double check my math, you should be putting $4,000, sorry, $3,000. Your expenses per month are 4,000. You should be putting 3,000 towards savings in different ways. So we have 700 bucks going to emergency fund and we have some other things, but we should be putting a whole bunch away next month because we got rid of the solar, we got rid of the credit cards, we got, you know, we got, so we should be able to make that change. You said you have a trip in February, in March. Mm-hmm. We need to put extra money for that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I think our plan was, I mean, we have not saved it yet, so maybe it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. But I thought it was like, well, if we take this trip, you know, it'll be six months of our travel budget. And so it means we're not going to travel for those other months. But is there, yeah, how, how would you think about that? So how much money do we need? Where are you going in March? We're going to go to Europe in March. Okay. So this is a big trip. It is a big trip. (laughs) All right. So here's what's going to happen. We are going to put $3,000 there. Perfect. We're going to take away this travel because, listen, you spend it there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we got to make up 235 bucks. So what that really means is you... By the way, you're not going to love this, but let's go with it. How long are you going to be in Europe? A week. All right. So what we did is we cheated the month of March <laughs> and put it all into Europe. Sure. Because we should have had 400 bucks from last month. Yeah. Okay. Where are you going in Europe? We're going to Amsterdam, Luxembourg, and London. That's a nice trip. So you will use every penny of that three grand. Yep. Um, <laughs> But but you want to have a budget number because what happens when you're on travel, people are like, nah, you know, an extra $50 it's, and just gone. Yeah, that'll be us. I mean, yeah. that, that would be us. <laughs> Hopefully that won't be us. <laughs> okay. The other one is this groceries actually could come down a little because we're a week gone, but you know, oh, yeah. we'll be okay with that. But I, I know you're not going to love it, but you need to like keep an eye on your budget as you're going through Europe and you got three grand to spend. Yeah. You know, that's your wine and your eating and gifts and tours. And by the way, we're not talking about sacrifice. We're talking about a decent, a good trip, but we're, but yeah. Do you think three grand works? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I do think so. You just gotta be mindful of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I talked to somebody the other day. It's a great goal. Once a year, they want to go to a Michelin-starred restaurant, oh. travel and go. I'm like, that's cool. I'm not, I'm not that fancy foodie, but I like the concept. Well, you could probably do one really fancy restaurant, and then you got to do like more basic food for the rest of the trip. I mean, I'm making it up, but yeah, those are, that's the balancing act for the budget to work. Yeah, it's doable. Mm-hmm. But 
when one of you go, when's it, when's the trip, the actual date? Um, the 25th through the first. Okay. So when one of you on the 20th is like, Hey, you know, I want to go out to eat. You're like, no, that money's going to Europe. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or I'm stealing from Europe. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. No stealing from Europe. Well, yes. Yes. I'm just trying to get that mindset. <laughs> yeah. Because if you have to debate, hey, we're going to go to the cart or Europe, I don't think the cart's going to win. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll make a sacrifice for the first half of the month so that the end of the month we can go and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. So part of what I'm trying to show you is budgets both tell you what you can and can't spend money on, but they have to be aligned to your goals. Mm-hmm. We're still putting away extra money into the emergency savings. We should be putting extra money into the sinking funds mm-hmm. and we're still going to Europe and all with, you know, all without touching your savings. Sure. Is that doable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now let me ask the question, which one of you is going to be responsible for the Europe accounting to make sure we don't go over three grand for everything. <laughs> uh-huh. So you're both like neither of us. Do <laughs> go. I could be. I- okay. <laughs> and a surprise by that. <laughs> uh, by the way, Tuco's uh, like he has to if he has to like have somebody do- dog sit that would be out of Europe money because it's part of the trip essentially. Mm. Yeah, we should think about that. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, it's the overall trip. Ex- like the other one that got me the other day, we, my wife and I went on a trip. Parking was stupid expensive at the airport, but mm. yeah, it's those things that add up real quick, and you're like. Because like at the airport is a great example. You could park at the far out one and you save $10 a day versus the, you know, but you got to take the shuttle and all. Well, I'm going to save that money. That way I can use it. Right. Yeah. That's a good thing to think about too. Mm-hmm. I hadn't considered that. Yeah. We should sell some stuff this month. Just so you have extra money. <laughs> you should sell it anyway and put it to your savings, but. Yeah. True. True. Um. See, now, now the trip all of a sudden got real. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good to have a target. I don't want you to like overthink numbers, but you should know what you're spending. Yeah. You can yeah. probably start with, I got my dog expenses. I got my parking expenses. Those I know up in front. Any type of hotel or the fees you're going to have, you know, if you're going to book something in advance, you know, an excursion or something, whatever you want to call it, train tickets, whatever that is. You'll know all those in advance. And then what you go is, oh, okay, we got 1500 bucks on souvenirs and food, you know, or whatever. Um, you know, if you're going to go visit places and need tickets, you could, you could do all that math in advance. Right. Yeah. Spreadsheets. It doesn't have to get down to the penny, but let's at least have some plan. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to come back and you're going to spend five grand. You're like, how did I spend five grand? Mm-hmm. Come on, tell me what that was not what's going to happen if you didn't keep track of it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, totally. Without a doubt. I mean, I I'm I can suffer from, you know, like my wife and I did a Spain trip and uh, there was some stupid little trinket that I saw that I liked in one of the stores. And, but I was like, too cheap to buy. And then I got back. I'm like, I should have bought the damn trinket. You know, what it was, whatever it was. And I'm like, so you can overthink it that far. <laughs> but on the other side, you don't want to be you know, oh, sure, whatever. <laughs> just Yeah. So how do we find that balance between the two of you? Grant volunteered to keep track. You know, Grant, that means in April, I'm going to be asking you, so how much did you spend on that? Yeah, for sure. That's cool. 
can do that. <laughs> and what's the top thing you want to do on the Europe trip? Any any like like bucket list check off item you want to do? I don't know. I think it's mostly seeing some of your friends over mm -hmm. there. Tulips in Amsterdam. And then there's one there's or a near Amsterdam. One garden we want to see in Amsterdam. And yeah. yeah. I mean everything else is no big deal. Just kind of taking the sights. So Anna, keep in mind I was visiting your friends. So we gotta figure out something for Grant to do on the trip too. No. Oh, it's the garden. Yeah, it's to it's totally the garden. So that that that's your one. Yeah. Mm hmm Yeah. Well, and I think for me too, I'm I'm really excited to meet your your friends. So yeah. That's the good husband thing to say, no matter whether it's true or not. <laughs> you did the right thing. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, I can't wait. All right. So my other one I want to check back in, actually, um, I'm going to push a little bit, is we were supposed to talk about goals. Anna, did you work on figuring out your goals? No. Okay. So I'm going to put that on your homework for next time. Yeah. Um, but... Next time I'm, you know, we're going to dive in deep on that one. I know I'm giving you a little break because you're tired and, you know, spent too much on the cart. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, uh, and then the other thing is we're in the middle of tax season. So have you filed your taxes yet for 2022? No. no. Uh, good thing to get done before you go, because you're not going to want to do it like right when you get back. Right. Um, do you usually work with a tax person or do it yourself? We have a tax person. Yeah. Beautiful. When people have small businesses, that's all I'm like, hmm. You know, if you just have one income and just a simple, that's fine. Um, you should have all of your paperwork already. Uh, so if you haven't gotten, you know, any W-2s, 1099, all that. The one thing I do want to make a note for next year, they're going to start doing that. Uh, they pushed off the $600 limit for PayPal and things until next year. But next year, you're going to start getting 1099s for all the cash apps you use. Mm. So like, if you're like, out oh, with your friends, like, oh, I'll cover it. You're going to get a, a 1099 for that next year. So you need to keep track of, so like me and my sister. Um, so I, I, I live about 1200 miles away from my family and I'm like, oh, it was her, my nephew's birthday. I'm like, okay, here's money for the gift that we all go in. But she's got to watch that because now that's something she has to track because I send it through a PayPal in that example. And yeah. it all adds up to over 600 bucks pretty quick. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's going to be, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's for those in the uh, younger generations they use like Venmo and all that at the time. I'm I'm worried about people like going out for dinner. I'll cover it. You give me, and then that's all income now. Yeah, that's wild. Wow. Yeah. It was supposed to take effect this year. They kicked it ahead one year. Okay. So yeah, that one's, that's going to hurt. Um, also like you go, you decide you're going to go sell stuff on eBay. Everything there, once it gets over 600 bucks, you're going to get tax forms, all that. So mm. yeah, yeah, it's going to, We'll get in, we won't get too political, but they went after the people you know, with the low end money, you know, and said, Hey, you're not claiming your 600 bucks on eBay. But, you know, I guess if you're a billionaire, you can get away with doing whatever you want. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're going to put out our homework list for March. Got a bunch of stuff. We have disability, we have taxes, we have the budget overall, and we're going to talk about goals next time. I'm going to keep forcing you kind of to think about your goals because that's good. It's going to help the budget fall into place and everything, you know, so it, there, there's a, there's a lot to all that. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to have a increased monthly expense expenditure for the disability insurance. So we got to cover mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. right. Um, right. Good questions, thoughts. Mm -mm. No? no, sounds 
Yeah. Pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Couple things I don't want you to like. I want I want you to celebrate what you did this month. You actually been talking about finances. That's huge. So I don't want you to like beat yourself up about you know oh my dining out because by the way dining out was like ninety five percent of people I have that if we're on a budget if your budget is messed up dining out or Amazon or like in app purchases like those are like those are the three um, but you did well and what I like to see is you two have been talking about it with each other and you can see you're on the same page so. It's okay. And we'll have good and bad months, but you made it through the first month of budgeting. The next month, we just got to get a little better. And then by April, we'll be like in the swing of things and you'll be like, oh, hey, you know, we actually stayed within our dining budget. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you haven't already, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. This is how we reach more people. And in doing so, that's how we break the stigma. I would really appreciate your support in that and helping this podcast reach more listeners. And if you're someone who is struggling with any aspect of your child-free life, head over to my website and book your free clarity call. We'll talk about how you can start living your best child-free life with intention and purpose today.